like keep my eyes closed because I feel like I can concentrate better if I'm just listening to you this way. That's good. It always helps me in a conversation to talk with someone whose eyes are closed. <laughs> okay. Point taken. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Welcome back to This Week in Film. Uh, it's the weekly podcast where we get together to talk about the movies we've seen over the past week. I'm Nick Ponto. My eyes are wide open. I'm joined by a very special guest, Matt Lauer. Hi, Nick. Hi, Matt. Hi, listeners. Are you the famous Matt Lauer? Nope. Or the newscaster Matt Lauer? Oh, the old turnaround is what I did. I, I suppose. I guess we could just I'm call you first. Doc. I'll call you Doc, Matt. I'll take it. No. But I no. Memphis Matt it is. Because we've got a bat. We've got another Matt. Or other Matt. And now we've got Memphis Matt. That's a good point, Nick. You do have lots of mats. We've got a lot of mats. I don't know how the Memphis part fits in, but okay. I'll take it. Memphis Matt. What yeah. brings you what brings you here today? Uh I came here to watch and talk about Actually, You're gonna edit this out, right? Probably. So Memphis, what brings you here today? Uh I came because you and I watched a movie called The Dead Room. That's right. We watched and we wanted to talk about it. <laughs> We watched The Dead Room. It's a 20, 2015 classic horror thriller. Um, uh, Matt, tell us what The Dead Room was about. Um, well, spoiler alert for all of you listeners who are interested in watching The Dead Room. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, plot-wise, there are a few people. One is, I think she's supposed to be a psychic. Yeah. And then two guys who are ghost hunter type guys. Ghost hunters yet skeptics. Yeah. And and technical gurus also. At least one of them, because he's got to explain all the technical stuff one for the audience. A, one of them has a Geiger counter. Yeah. And the other one's got headphones and a boom mic. And well, and I'm pretty sure one of them just has a box with some duct tape on it to make it look like some sort of piece of technical equipment it might be a thermometer yeah plot wise so they're there in a house what kind of house That's is it kind is of it? the plot is it, a, <laughs> is it a spooky house uh no it's it's a house with um you know these technical words better than i do is it is it high saturation and low something else whatever that's got a high saturation of spooky my point is <laughs> it's there are some interesting colors in this movie. Um, the color temperature but, of the movie changes from camera shot to camera shot. That's true. The, and you can tell that whoever's behind the camera directing the cinematography is like wants to do some interesting things. Yeah. But they're working with a pretty limited script. So this, this movie was terrible. We knew it was terrible. We watched it because we expected it to be terrible. I'm pretty sure we didn't watch half of it. Yeah, uh, so we're only really rating ha or reviewing half of the movie, right? So from what we gathered, <laughs> from what we saw, the uh, uh, from what we saw, the these three characters: this guy, another guy, and a young girl. <laughs> Let's just say there's the Ryan Styles looking guy. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Styles, the, the old cop, old, old not dude. Charlton, not Charlton Heston. Yeah, the non Charlton Heston and Goth Girl. Yeah, and she's not quite goth. 
So, you know, don't let that turn you away. She she just hasn't spot. bought the black lipstick yet. Yeah. She's like the goth girl, but without the beginner starter pack. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they come to this dilapidated, dilapidated? Yeah, that's right. Dilapidated. House. You got it. Um, go inside and begin ghost hunting. And over the course of... Doors open. 14 years. Doors closed. They're there. It's either every like night, three days or a couple months. Yeah. Every night the house goes through more and more spooky trauma. No, it, well, it kind of goes through the same spooky trauma. Right, yeah, the chandelier again, rather than the... Yeah, like, uh, there's not much progression. The doors like, start slamming. As the movie goes on, the doors slam harder. Or or more frequently. Right. Um, something punches holes in the walls. Yeah. A couple of cool visual effect things. Really? What was that? Uh, when the cops got at some point, cops show up when the cops were oh. like picked up and thrown in the air. That was yeah. There's neat. a little bit of uh, it's not quite wire foo because there's no foo. Yeah, there's it's more like wire th- throw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, movie T. It's surprisingly had that. much higher production values than I expected. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, as I far expected as- a lot of grainy video. Mm-hmm. But it was crystal clear. It looked it looked fine. Yeah, visually it was an enjoyable movie. Yeah, you even remarked at the beginning you enjoyed like you think it had an an, an interesting look until it got boring because they had really? the same seven shots over Repetitive. and over again. Yeah, it was a nice shot used many times. Yeah. Um. But overall, just a just a boring horror movie. I kind I kind of liked the visuals on Goth Girl. <laughs> um the opening scene where she's whiter than the sun. Yeah. 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 So if you're into that, you'll enjoy this but, movie. So this was a uh or the scenes that she's in. This was a, a very low budget-ish kind of movie filmed in New Zealand and I thought I would read some of the trivia from the IMDb page since we didn't watch half the movie. Uh surprisingly, this is the first film in the world. The world, Matt. Uh, to use I, I, for the listeners, I am giving expressions of surprise. Right now, his expression says, "What? Really? Tell me more." The world this is the first film in the world to use Acoustic Science's new Rumble TM. I, I did air Quote quotes marks. there. Yeah. yeah, Rumble TM sound technology. The soundtrack literally shakes the cinemas. Literally. So this was literally released in cinemas? I guess. Oh. That is news. Uh in in New Zealand at least. Oh. Uh Oh, The Dead Room is inspired by a New Zealand suburban legend. Suburban legend. <laughs> <laughs> surrounding It's a new subgenre. Surrounding an historic farmhouse in central Otago. Oh. And for those of you who like um, New Zealand stuff, you'll probably find it satisfying. There were no hobbits. No, that's true. No Darth Vader lava castle. Does that happen in New Zealand? That's where Sauron lives. That's his roommate. Sauron's roommate is Darth Vader. Oh, (laughs) so there's that part of the plot, too. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way. This takes place during Star Wars Rogue One. Star Wars. Yeah. This this was Star Wars. I'm sorry. This was The Dead Room, a Star Wars story. (laughs) Um, 
If you like New Zealand accents, you'll get an hour and a half of that. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Speaking of the language. There are only five trivia facts for this movie. Well, before you move on to the next one. Yeah. Nick, I'm interested in your thoughts on this. The length of the movie, did you feel as though it was appropriate? Let me ask you this. Yeah. How long do you think the movie was? Um, Specifically. Based on how long it felt? Yeah. Well, I felt like it was maybe like 40 minutes long, but I think they had some, <laughs> there were some outside factors involved in that. It was an hour 18. Oh. It wasn't even 90 minutes long. <laughs> it was, and it felt twice as long as it needed to be. <laughs> oh, I suppose I was having a better time than you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well mine, my problem was mostly the company. So Dang. the film, uh, another trivia fact that 15 out of 16 people found interesting. What, 16 people? <laughs> Filmmakers visited the real farmhouse from Otago, the That's, suburban legend. I find that interesting, Nick, because I did happen to notice, and I think you concurred, that what we saw looked very much like a set. I agree. It looked an awful lot like a set, mostly because of the fake plants all over the place. <laughs> In fact, I don't think I've seen such set work style since plan nine from outer space um but the filmmakers visited the real farm farmhouse during pre-production and experienced strange problems with their video equipment oh maybe that's why they didn't film on location perhaps i mean imagine if you're trying to make a movie about a spooky house and your equipment keeps failing because of ghosts i gotta say I have a hard time figuring out what I would do if I had a haunted camera. You know what's fun to say? Spooky house over and over again. I liked haunted camera. <laughs> um, another trivia fact. The real house in central Otago has a front door that opens by itself. When filmmakers visited the house, the door was ajar. Despite having two locks attached to it. Attached, yeah, <laughs> but, but not necessarily <laughs> en engaged, right? Yeah. Well, that's one thing we said while we were watching the movie because <laughs> doors just keep swinging open and closed. <laughs> if the doors were unlocked but the locks were engaged, it yeah. would never be able to close, right? Yeah. The uh, I've been in quite a few houses in my time, uh, and in some houses during very violent storms, not once has a door ever blown open because of a gust of wind well I'm, I'm afraid nick that that might indicate that you have been in many haunted houses hey wait no no I, that no i think it what it actually says sorry but while that may not indicate that you've been in haunted houses that may support the claims that the house in this movie was indeed haunted oh. think about that the final trivia fact laura peterson who I believe plays goth girl. Laura Peterson, if you're out there, I'm single. <laughs> uh, she performed her own stunts in the film. So when she fainted, <laughs> 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 that was actually her. Nick's laughing because it wasn't extremely convincing. I really felt like she, I, I wish that someone had caught her because it took her 10 seconds to hit the ground. Oh, 
That was the the sound of fainting. Yeah. It was a it was a gentle faint. Yeah. But uh I've so never yeah. fainted though. Maybe maybe that's how it happens sometimes. I've fainted before. I've passed out. Did you uh, ease yourself down a little bit? Maybe no. you felt it coming on. Oh. No. In fact, uh I read something somewhere, uh probably the internet. That said that I've heard that there's a lot of information out there. There's tons of it. Although I'm I I, I have a hunch that some of it's not necessarily true. But what you find what'd you find out? You can't lie on the internet. Oh. Um the back of your head is heavier than the front of your head. Uh, because there's more bone mirror bone back there. And if you pass out while standing still, like the character in the movie was, uh-huh. your head has a tendency to roll back which will throw your weight off to cause your body to fall backwards oh. where rather than forward where you could do more damage to your face because but, the back of your head is heavier and thus more protected against impact. So if uh, you see someone standing still and they fall forward, odds are they did not faint. They're faking it. Yeah, that's right. If anyone falls <laughs> forward... They faked it. <laughs> well, wait, wait, Nick. The, what about the factor of posture? Does that assume that you have good posture and that you're standing straight up? Because I have the tendency to look down at the ground, uh, you know, to not no seem one threatening with poor to posture other people. Can faint. Oh, yep. So. It's uh, it's it's a lie from Big Posture, yeah. the conglomerates, that having better posture means that you won't. Uh, you're in better health, but if you have poor posture, you won't faint. Listeners, this this conversation may have gotten derailed a little bit. <laughs> so, we watched The Dead Room. <laughs> 2015. 15, 2015. 2015 movie. Um, oh, yeah. At the end, there's crazy credits. <laughs> at the end of the movie... Oh yeah, that's a, a, there was an end credit scene. Oh yeah, well at the inside the spooky house, there's I don't know why I keep saying spooky. You house. said earlier you like saying it. I know, but why do I keep saying it? Uh, so in the at the basement of the spooky house, Ryan Stiles and not Charlton Heston find the body of a woman chained to a chair, and they do the right thing and call the cops immediately, and the police show up. To you know, handle the situation, and when they go down there, two police, the, the police—that's all of the police in New Zealand. That's all of them. There's Mitch and Sergeant Murphy. He's Irish. <laughs> well, um, I'm sure there's some Irish population in New Zealand. Sure, they, they don't discriminate. Is. They seem yeah. like friendly people. The um, everyone's eligible for a, a well-paying job. The um. So Mitch and Sergeant Murphy go into the house, and when they Murphy goes down the steps with Ryan Stiles, they come back up and say the body's not there. The la- the mummified lady chained to a chair is gone. Now I've noticed that oftentimes I listen to a lot of podcasts. Oftentimes in podcasts, people will say after the fact, spoiler alert. <laughs> so now that Nick's told you that the body's missing, I'm gonna let you know. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The body is missing. Dun, dun, dun. Um, and at this at this point is when our, our, our female lead faints. She gets storm from X-Men eyes. Yeah. Oh, she that's like true. convulses on the floor. 
And then she wakes up and says, the spirit was protecting us from her. And they go, what? Dead. And then the police officers get thrown into the wall. Um, and then the movie basically ends. I was going to say, that's pretty much it's it. really the Yeah, end. well, I mean, since we're spoiling things, spoiler in three, two, one, then Don't Goth Girl runs outside <laughs> and hands grab her from underground. Which was kind of a neat effect. It, had like a, it reminded me of Beetlejuice a little bit. Oh, it reminded me of crap. <laughs> Uh, and then something happens to her. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. Something and then, happens to her after that. Oh, I just thought she disappeared. Yeah, she fell into a tunnel. Is that what happened? And then she got and then the ghost lady kind of like crawled mm. towards the camera. Oh, it was crawling towards her. I understand that now. Is that what happened? I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ended. Yeah, and then it was over. And then there's an after credit scene. Uh, where we just kind of still look at image this, this, of the stairs. The stairs, yeah, which was boring for about three seconds. But it slowly it's pushed in, which kept with the theme of the rest of the movie: slowly tracking camera moves. Oh, so that was the dead room. Yeah, uh, I don't recommend you watch it. It was pretty boring. Yeah, but, and we already spoiled all the good parts. But, <laughs> but visually, yeah, not you, yeah, maybe if you just appreciate. I mean, photography and how visuals. Often do you get to experience the first movie in history that literally shakes the cinemas with acoustic sciences, new rumble sound technology? I question that because I feel like back in 1993 when I saw Jurassic Park, when the Tyrannosaurus stomped around, that shook the cinema. No, this literally shakes the cinema. It literally shook it. Yours figuratively shook the cinema no no i mean like literally and like, also you're in america it had so such you a went, heavy pounding sound oh my god you know what the tagline for this movie is uh, there is an sound there is an intruder it's you that's stupid <laughs> yeah um that's really all the the information i can steal from this imdb page about this movie <laughs> um let's see what else we got so that's it. That's it. Uh, how much? How much time's left in the podcast, Nick? Well, right about now we're at nineteen minutes. So, uh, so at this point is when we could play a game. I was going to say maybe it's time for a round of that game that we gave a title to before. Um, are you are you interested in playing our new game? Was it movie versus movie? It sure was. <laughs> okay. Sure. Batman versus movie? Dawn of movie? <laughs> Why, yes, Nick. I think... All right. So Matt and I came up with this game earlier tonight. Basically, the premise is that Matt is going to... Wiggity-diggity-doo. Tell us... Since you're cutting stuff out. All right. So basically, the premise of this movie is that... The premise of this movie. The premise, the premise of, of this movie, uh, known as the right. dead room, <laughs> there's three people in a house... So we watched The Dead Room tonight. All right, so we're going to play a game. We came up with this tonight. Uh, we're going to call it Batman versus Movie, Dawn of Movie. The idea is that Matt's going to suggest a movie, and I'm going to try and think of a similar movie, of a similar genre or, or Something style. That has, it's similar in some vein. Maybe and we're going to decide. Tone, maybe by theme. Yeah. Uh, perhaps even by like 
uh, you know, like plot or actors or something. Yeah. yeah. Something, something, something relatable, connection. some connection between the two. And then we're going to decide which is the better movie. Right. All right. In our opinions. No. Oh, for in real? Fact. Oh. Well, that's Once ambitious. we say it, it becomes a fact. Uh, good. All right. You're darn right. So go ahead, Matt. Um, okay. Because well, I'm terrible at this part, the coming up with things on the spot as far as movie titles. Okay. Uh, Iron Man. Oh, Iron Man. Um, I'll put that. Breakthrough Marvel movie. Really was. Action, high budget, superhero. Um, God damn it, I suck at this. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that on your podcast? Yeah, we're explicit. broke out the GD. We're, ex we're explicit. You man. are? Yeah. Oh. Uh, let's see. Iron Man versus... Um... Batman Begins. Oh, that's a, that's a good choice, actually. I feel like, perhaps not in tone or anything, but in terms of quality, you're hitting a, a pretty similar area. Yeah. So, um, yeah, oh, wow. Because I really appreciate the tone and the good origin story of Batman Begins. I feel like it was, uh, you know comic movie to really kind of take things seriously and no i mean not just because it's so gritty but like just like it was it was really going like hey we can make a real movie here but iron man has high quality humor and stuff i feel like it's got kind of a weak third act but i think i might have to go with iron man on this one <sighs> i am i am torn which uh, Batman Begins came first, though, right? Because Iron Man came out the same summer as Bat, uh, The Dark Knight, right? Yeah. Uh, Batman Begins relaunched the modern superhero movie. Yeah. Uh, and it and as a it, Batman fan, I'd say it was really satisfying. It's a very satisfying movie. I, I would also say that the third act of Batman Begins is where it struggles the most. Mm. But uh, yeah, you're right about that, too. I guess they have that in common. The um, but it's not poorly done. I just think that the it's it's a movie that has to wrap up too quick. But then again, so does Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. they it's when they develop that Marvel formula where all right, he's got to fight a bad guy to wrap this up. Oh uh, boy, if I had to pick, I got to go with Batman Begins over Iron Man. Oh man, I find myself in a weird, very weird position here, Nick. It's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. I, I might go the oh other way God. in five minutes. Batman Begins. It's probably I'll I'll see it more, and I am biased because I love Batman. But I got uh, all right. So this might be controversial, but I don't think the Michael Keaton Batman movies. Well, I won't say I don't think they're good. I I didn't enjoy them very much. Mm. Um, but gosh, um, I think if you could take the Dark Knight out of Batman yeah. Begins because. They, it's hard to do. They work together yeah. as one sort of long movie. You know, I I almost want to. Here's what I want to say. If I'm looking for fun, I'm gonna go Iron Man. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking for a more serious story, I'm gonna go Batman Begins. And at the end of the day, story for me trumps everything. And there might be a little Batman bias. I'm yeah, gonna go with true. Batman Begins too. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think that's where I come down to is the story. Like Iron Man has a lot of cleverness to it and a lot of great mm. effects, and uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. But the 
the Bruce Wayne becoming Batman story, I think is a lot more compelling than Iron Man, the Tony Stark becoming Iron Man story. Yeah. But that's a, that was a good that was a good uh, competition there between yeah, the two. That's good. good. All good right, let's try and follow that one up with something <laughs> All else. Right, try one more. Um, let's see. How about something? How about something animated. Um, hmm. What have we got in the the world of like Pixar and stuff? Okay, how about this? Finding Nemo. Oh, Finding Nemo. Against Shark Tale. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even see Shark Tale? No. <laughs> okay, let's not do that one. Uh, let's see. Finding Nemo versus... Boy. That could tough. even be another Pixar movie. That's Well, that's the, the only place I'm at because they're like the highest quality. I haven't seen a lot of like... A lot of non-Pixar or Disney animated movies. I was gonna say something. There's something new that has a Pixar feel, but it's from Disney. The Zootopia. We just I, watched I that tonight, that but I wasn't paying attention to it. That yeah. is a that is a grown-up movie. That I've Zootopia. heard it's really good. It was it was pretty good from what I saw. I was cracking up. That scene with the sloths is really funny. Oh, oh uh, um, Wreck It Ralph, I think, is Disney, but not Pixar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Finding Nemo. An adventure movie. Uh, let's say Finding Nemo versus. In this episode of Movie versus Movie, Nick will struggle. I suck at this. I hate this uh, coming up with stuff thing. Oh, well, how about this? Finding Nemo versus Up. Or no, 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 not Up. Um, what's the one with all the feelings? Uh. Inside, inside out. out. There you go. Finding Nemo versus inside, inside Out. Oh shoot! Okay. I, got, I, watched seen half, I watched half an hour of Inside Out and had to turn off because I could stop crying. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is why they might compare well. But uh, you know what movie have has seen, some other cries? Up. I have some. I have seen Up quite a few times. What do you think? Uh, if I had to pick up. between the two, boy. So Up. Up has that very emotional introduction, yeah, which I think is very well done. Yeah, um, I think that's a real standout moment in Up, though. I agree. Like a lot of the rest of the Up, which is really well done, just in general, pales in comparison to the beginning. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Finding Nemo, I think, is a solid movie, start to finish. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think with Up, I don't think it's just that the beginning's sad and the rest of it's not sad. I think the the beginning's just more engaging than the rest of yeah, it. Yeah, well, the beginning, you go on such an emotional journey at the very beginning of the movie. Like, you start off with these two young kids, and then you follow them their entire lives in a matter of three minutes. And when the, when that, when the intro movie is over, and you're just, like, left with this curmudgeonly old guy, and you're, you, you kind of just say okay, well, I guess we're going to go on an adventure with this guy, but it's not going to be as heart-wrenching as what I just watched, which was which is fine. Up is a fine movie. Well, but, you know, Finding Nemo sort of has that, too, because at the beginning of Finding Nemo, where his whole family's eaten, yeah. that's sad. It's sad, but it's not devastatingly sad. It's not... Well, maybe like the, I care more about fish than humans. Like the, uh, I was just... I was really feeling that. Um, like the the... The Finding Nemo beginning, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it is wasn't. is a real Disney. That's a it's Disney. A that's a Disney shot. death kind of yeah. beginning where, 
Whereas the up up is like this is real world. Up is this is real. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna feel like this could happen to you at any moment. Yeah. You could fall in love and get old. Yeah. Um but if if I had to choose between the two, which is what we're doing right now. Versus movies about or I've gotta go with Finding Nemo. I think I I think I like I would have to say Finding Nemo is better than Up. Yeah. Uh, you know what? One thing I think that happens in Up is that you've got this relationship between the old curmudgeonly dude and the kid. Yeah. And you sort of have something like that with Marlon and Dory, but with Finding Nemo, you've also got a lot of other relationships and stuff going on. You got lots of different characters doing different things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and as uh, I'm going to say something that might be kind of controversial, but I know this show doesn't shy away from controversy. So I'm going to no, say- we live in it. Yeah. I don't like the dog in Up. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, it's like squirrel and I'm like, I don't care. It's I an, think it's uh, funny, but it gets old. Yeah. Uh, I like the dog that has the high pitched voice because his voice thing is all messed up. I think that's very funny, but, but I think a lot of Up revolves around the, the, it all revolves around the relationship between the old man and the kid. Yeah. It's just more, but, it's just but more narrow. They add more in focused. the antagonist later. Uh, like, I feel like the antagonist and up the old, the old explorer who's looking for the bird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. I only saw that movie once and it was in theaters. So uh, I'm going to confess. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the whole reason that the movie exists is there's a bird. Uh, it's like a giant goofy bird. <laughs> I vaguely remember now that you're telling me about it. Um, and that's what the old explorer guy is looking for. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He's look, There's a guy looking for like a dude. Yeah, bird. and then like he's he's old and he's crazy. And so then he like starts attacking uh, the old man from up. Everyone's an old man and up. So but for the kid. The the one thing that Nemo has is it's very optimistic about life. Yeah. Um, even in the face of tremendous adversity, whereas Up is very pessimistic about life, where it's everything you have is going to be taken from you, no matter what you do. Whereas whereas Nemo is, you can get anything back if you try hard enough. See, no, I didn't get that from Finding Nemo. I, I felt like Up was kind of existential. Like, okay, you know, like what's what's the meaning of doing stuff, knowing that life's transient and things come and go. But with... um. With Finding Nemo, I felt like the theme was a lot more about just uncertainty and and being willing to do things that frighten you because if you don't, you just don't get to experience important and meaningful things. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I use that a lot um, when I talk with people about like personal things you know is in my mind it's sort of a reference of you like, you have been known to say what would the fishy do and uh, you know i don't remember ever saying that you you have been known to say just follow your gills but i do like the quote where what <laughs> <laughs> i do like the quote where like where um marlin's talking to that old sea turtle and he's like you know, uh, I, he's t- the sea turtle's like you saying, "Hey, you got to let things happen to Nemo," and he's like, "Oh, but 
you know, like, or you got to let him do stuff. And he's like, well, what if something happens to him? And he's like, well, if you don't let him try, then like nothing will happen. Um, and I, you know, those are, I'm terribly misquoting here. No, I think that was but, word for word. <laughs> <laughs> but I really like that. And the moment where, where, uh, when Dory lets go inside the whale's throat and, and she's telling, telling Marlon to let go. And he's like, how do I know that? Uh, Everything will be okay. be okay. And she's like, well, you don't. You don't. And that's true. You know, and that's how so much stuff is. So I, I, I connect personally a lot more with the, the themes in, uh, finding Nemo more directly anyway, hmm. than I don't feel like up really connects me what much with my own existential crises where i feel like finding nemo i'm like man i really feel for these characters this way yeah uh i think a lot of the emotion emotional release that you have in in up like especially in that opening scene or in the closing scenes and stuff are i don't want to say cheap i don't want to say cheap tears um but they're they 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 know how to pull the heartstrings in those scenes Right, Whereas, it's pretty. It's pretty easy to go like, look, here's something sad. Yeah, Boom. here's yes, who's two young people that you watch grow old oh. together, and now one of them's gone. Like, yeah. I mean, oh, but you know what that does? That that does the whole Notebook, the movie, the Notebook. Yeah, it's like here that is in five seconds. I except just saved without, you two hours, except without all the abuse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, with all without giving you the message that you should be in a crappy relationship yeah. where someone treats you badly the whole time and exactly. then still ideal. The Notebook them. is a terrible story. I think that's what we're saying here. Yeah, that's what's but, really what we're going down to. But at the end, and I don't mind admitting this, I'm still crying when the old people are dying holding each other's hands because that's sad. No, because people she has no idea who that man is in that scene. So it's creepy too. Great, yeah. even worse. Which don't is, watch the which notebook. is a horrible thing about dementia and and. And and those kind of dis- oh, yeah, those terrible. kind of diseases because that man knows and loves her, but she has no idea who he is. So I think in the in the if we want to wrap up this portion at least of Finding movie versus Nemo. movie, <laughs> Finding Nemo beats up, which beats the Notebook because yeah. the Notebook's terrible. And that'll wrap up this week's Batman versus movie, Dawn of movie. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, so what were our final statistics on that? We had Finding Nemo defeats... Uh, Finding Nemo defeats... Uh, which Batman beats begins, the beats Iron Man. And Batman, by by a small margin, pulls ahead of Iron Man. Now, what movie Batman Begins versus Finding Nemo? <laughs> <laughs> and, and the relationship between these two movies is that we've spoken about both of them today. Um, huh. Let see, me see here. Batman Begins has Batman. That's a point. And Finding Nemo has seagulls. That's that. They didn't do much for me either. I felt like they were the, the Finding you, Nemo. The seagull of sounds like up. a terrible DC Comics superhero. <laughs> <laughs> DC has we're the worst. Was there a, oh no, those flock of seagulls. That's yeah. all flock of them. It's a, the the flocking. Is it a flock? Is that even actually the right word? Because, you know, it's a murder of crows. What if it's a murder of seagulls? It's a good counting crow That's song. Weird. Um, actually, the song's called Murder of One, but it's a good song. Change, change, change. I think change. we're getting lost <laughs> something here. All uh, right. So this has been Finding Nemo. special bonus over Batman Begins, week of uh, this week in film. I'm not sure when this is going to hit, 
but it'll probably be in the interim of after my wife has all of her children. And I think what the word you're looking for is drop. Drop when right. this is going to drop. Um, but uh, so I'm not sure what week this is. But if you're listening to us on the podcast radio network, you can find us here every week on Wednesday nights at 10 o'clock. Uh, check out podcastradionetwork.net. You can find us on all the various social media. Um, check us out there. Give us free money on Patreon. Matt, have you given us money on Patreon yet? Yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I haven't yet. Um, but I would be happy to. I, I do patronize. Is that <laughs> the right word? Uh, one creator on there. Uh, oh, who is it? Uh, I think the name she uses there is Shay Lindsay. Uh, she used to be the nostalgia critic sidekick, the nostalgia chick. Oh, now she has her own thing on Patreon. So oh, nostalgia critic, he's the guy with the beard. And Doug Walker, yeah, he actually lives out near me, and he he shows up at um, some of. The, he's really really a nice guy. He shows up at lots of the local uh, movie theaters and stuff to talk with people in Barnes and Nobles and stuff like that. So uh, I'm hoping someday to to actually get to meet him in person. Oh, very cool. Things. But he had a sidekick for a while, Nostalgia Chick, and now she's doing her own thing on Patreon. So I support her, and, uh, you know, y'all mean a lot to me, so I'll support you too, now that I realize you're on Patreon. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We're, we're really we're really active So, it. <laughs> Matt, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I think I just plugged Shay Lindsay <laughs> on Patreon. <laughs> You'd like to support mental health? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, I will plug uh, psychotherapy in general. No, oh, very nice. If you're feeling uh, uh, down or stuck, uh, don't be scared to go to therapy. Down. That's not how that song goes. <laughs> I don't know the song you're singing. So you yeah, had, uh, go to therapy. R.E.M. Oh, Hang on. <laughs> Everybody Hang hurts. On. I think it's. I think it's hold on. But anyway, <laughs> it's a good song. It's a good song. I like it. <laughs> that is REM though, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 okay. yeah. All right. Uh, I don't have anything else to plug. Um, but this has been This Week in Film. And if that's the end of the reel. And I think it is. Thanks for letting me visit. Hey, Matt. Thanks for coming by. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate seeing you. It's good seeing you, Nick. And uh, we're definitely. Matt and I watched the Neil Breen movie <laughs> called Double Down. It's not uh, the end of the reel. A couple yet. Of months ago, and we forgot to record an episode. <laughs> That's and true. I am not gonna have watched that movie without without like having talked about it. So we're gonna have a special Neil Breen episode at some point in the future. Yeah, a couple because, months from now, I'll come out and visit again. But uh, we'll watch. We'll, we'll, we'll watch go one through of that. We'll watch again. two of his. We'll watch. Spoiler alert! It's yeah. bad. It's oh man, definitely worth watching though. Um, if you like really bad movies, look up Neil Breen uh, and uh, enjoy. But if that's the end of the reel, and it is, we'll see you next week in film. <laughs>